Hey, one fucking take. Here we go. Looking at it now, it all seems so simple. We were lying on your couch. I remember you took a Polaroid of us, then discovered the rest of the world was black and white, but we were in screaming color. And I remember thinking, are we out of the woods? 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 Are we in the clear? Are we in the clear? Are we in the clear? In the clear? Yeah, good. Welcome to Nothing Matters Sports Podcast. Playoff week. I don't even know what to call this. Week 19, episode 20. Uh, We're in the playoffs now. We don't even have you know, a structure for the podcast anymore. We're not really sure what's happening. Ramon's calling in from a car uh, at the pharmacy. Uh, You know, are we out of the woods yet? Are we in the clear? I'm Luke. Uh, Let's do do a little intros and sponsors and then get everybody uh, into this new episode format and see what they think. Uh, Ramon calling in from satellite. How you doing? Hey guys, sorry. I'm calling in from satellite. Had to pick up uh, some of Carlos's medication, and that's why he was able to make the podcast tonight. Finally got the medication, and Carlos oh is back. Happy, happy to announce Carlos is back on the pod. Um, my sponsor tonight is CVS Pharmacy because I just spent forty-five minutes at a Walgreens pharmacy, and I can't fucking believe it. Uh, CVS has never failed me. Plus, I really like their long receipts. Walgreens is just a fucking poser. Um, I'm really happy that Carlos is back. Um, and, uh, hopefully I get better audio quality pretty soon over and out. Uh, the talented Billy, Billy, uh, thanks for the intro song. How you doing? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm doing good. Like Ram said, I'm happy to have Carlos back. Um, uh, been really getting back into my Taylor Swift roots. Uh, thanks to Ram, uh, fell off for a little bit and again, just happy to be here. Wait, hold on. I must interrupt. So um, that period you mentioned about you falling off, was that when you went to space camp and fucking transformed to a whole different person? <laughs> I mean, I was rocking my space camp uh, crop top sweatshirt today with a unicorn on it. I was walking around the library. Um, felt pretty good. Um, you know, a little stomach showing Zeke Elliott style. Um, I was happy. I noticed I that my space camp hoodie, my space camp hoodie has the patches on the arm. And one of the patches has a patch that says Astral Center for Inter- Intergalactic Discovery. And if that organization had an acronym, the acronym would be ACID. I just think that was really clever to put on the patch. But no, he was he was chasing stupid indie bands like TV Girl around. I think it was too raw for him to listen to Taylor Swift so soon after Sam. Uh, he's just now getting to the point where he's opened up to it. Uh, John, oh, TV Girl is great. Dr. John, how you doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. Uh, hope everyone's having a great week today or this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week already. Um, yeah, my sponsor today is Claritin D. Uh, allergy season is in the air. If you are in a warm weather state like Florida and Texas, get yourself some Claritin D, antihistamines, uh, clear up the runny nose, watery eyes, the itches, all that stuff that comes with allergy season. Um, it makes it tough when it's cold outside and we're still getting a little bit of that pollen effect, but um, it's Florida. You get a little bit of everything. So here we are. 
Yeah, I've been taking uh, I've been taking Flonase and Allegra. Uh, it's cedar season down here in Austin, which is absolutely deadly. Um, so yeah, shout out to the, those people who give us the allergy meds um, and to my oh, sponsor. Yeah. I didn't mention my sponsor sponsor this week is Edgar. Uh, Edgar uh, has been helping me do some workouts and uh, also Lauren, Lauren, the yoga teacher doing some yoga with Lauren this week, got the body moving. Dr. John's proud. I hope uh, I, I, I strive to make him proud and uh, I'm yeah, we're all good. doing great. Everyone keep up the great work. Yeah. We're going to keep well. it up. Yeah. Fit, fit fam pod year. Hopefully we got it. We, we believe in, oh, yeah. uh, we believe in Chloe. Speaking of the devil, he's back. A lot of people missed him. They were like, where is he? Where is he? We're like, he's in another world. Uh, he didn't die from medication. I know you guys were worried. Uh, back from Paris. What's up, Chloe? Bonjour, pores. How's everybody been, boys? I missed you guys, but not really. But really, I did actually miss you guys. Hold on. Whoever the fuck was about to interrupt me. Sponsor, two of them. Uber, because fuck the Mercedes-Benz black vans in, uh, in France. They fucked. You roll up looking like a head of state. And Carrefour, if you need groceries at 3 a.m. in Paris, Carrefour is your place to go. Go ahead. Show me questions. Uh, yeah, a couple Paris questions. Um, how are the Cabana girls? Cabana girls. Very, uh, so they are, they're actually, most of them of Eastern European provenance. Uh, slight language barrier. So learning French is kind of useless. But they're also insanely hot. Tell us about your Mona Lisa experience. <laughs> Bill, I love you. So we're walking through the Louvre, right? And I paid uh, an obscene amount of money to cut through the line because fuck lines, I got money. So we, uh, we're, we walk into this huge room. This room's got to be, it's, it's, look, it's decked out in paintings. And I mean, like decked out wall to fucking ceiling. There's this big ass uh, painting opposite of the of the Mona Lisa, which is actually the largest painting in the museum, and it covers the entire fucking wall. There's a clever story that the tour guy said that the fucking some some soldiers cut it down from some fresco in Italy and stole it and brought it, which is hyper fucking cool. So I look back because I actually wanted to take fucking picture of this big ass. Uh, painting and then i get left behind because i'm walking behind on the skate hold on whoever's about to fucking cut me off so uh so i, I walk triggered nobody's doing that <laughs> <laughs> then i start to run up like kind of like half walk half run up to this place because i'm thinking these fuckers are gonna these fuckers being my family are gonna leave me behind but then i catch up and i'm like wait where are we going because there's a snake ass long ass line going through this room and you only get like 10, 15 seconds to take a picture of the Mona Lisa, which is uninspiring. It really is a tiny thing. It's like the size of a fucking fact sheet up close. But then instead of going to the front of the line, which is like, okay, they're going to take us to the front of the line. I do get to skip all these people and we'll get the same 10, 15 seconds. They pull out the little velvet rope thing on the side. So you feel the eyes immediately of everybody that's wow. about like the fucking like right up to make the line. They're like, what? Who the fuck? Who the fuck showed up in a Mercedes black look, like flexing? Look, look it's <laughs> no, not no, even ten on. minutes. It's not even ten hold minutes on, into the podcast, the, and I already feel the, the need the to mute Carlos. The, the, <laughs> the beautiful part is you can hear the frogs staring at us. You can hear them stare. I know that, like verbally, doesn't make sense, but you can hear them fucking stare at us 
because they're like, what the f- why are these guys pulling up to the front of the line and getting closer? Because you're I'm actually like 10 feet closer than everybody else, taking Ooh. pictures of that shit on everybody else's fucking pictures. It was amazing. Wow. Wow. There's no way they could see it through Carlos. M- must be nice. No, dunking on the frogs, bro. Priceless. <laughs> dunking hey. on the frogs. Okay, what what's the best thing that you ate? Uh, best thing that I ate is that actually, uh, it's a small rest, but it's got really high fucking ratings. It's the, uh, coffee duck, uh, at a place called Bistro Perigord. Very, it's, it's actually a pain in the ass reservation to get. So do make it before you, you know, actually head up. Uh, it's not terribly pricey, but it's, it's very, very regional, uh, nor, uh, Normandy. Yeah. It's food from Normandy. Uh, and, uh, but the coffee duck there was bomb. Um, last question for me. Uh, do you have any airplane movie reviews? Uh, no. Oh, yes. Yes, actually. Yeah, that's where I saw The Last Duel. Last Duel Fox, it's one out of five snores. The only reason why it runs a bit too long. They do the thing where it's like it's, it's presenting three sides of a quote-unquote legal case that happens. It's an actual action movie, right? But they do his take, her take. And then somebody else's take. I think we could have done without the chick's take. I think his take versus the other guys, the accused versus the uh, the accuser would have been fine enough. I don't know why they had to include the third party take, but it was a solid movie. Matt Damon and Adam Driver, Goats, uh, and even fucking Ben Affleck, who's managing to resurrect his career nicely in a in a very nice role there. Excuse me, Ben Affleck is a goat. He doesn't need to resurrect anything. Also, on that note, I need to bring up. I need to the bring bad, up something very important. I need to bring up something very important. I'd like to give a special shout out on this episode to the newest member of the DeSantis 2024 campaign committee, Trish Ward. I have spoken to Luke's mother, and she has confirmed she will be on the right side in this upcoming election. Ooh, Mama Luke. My parents Let's have been go. on the right side. My parents have been on the right side of every election since I was born. My dad volunteered for George Bush when he was governor of Texas and, and did fundraising for him. My parents are good conservative people. It's not their fault I turned out the way I did. Yeah, I can't believe you did. Couldn't have said it better. Nature All right. Nurture. There's your, uh, did your parent, wait, wait, Luke, did your parents tell you about the hat and the hair thing? Did they tell you to do that too? Or was that just you of your own accord? Oh, the, the way that my hair comes out of a beanie. Correct. I've, uh, I've just gotten a lot of compliments on that in my life. And also it, it happens nice. pretty natural. It happens pretty naturally when your hair gets as long as it was. I, I've gotten a haircut now. I got a haircut last week, so I'm in better shape. Uh, it's a much smaller tuft if I, if it comes out. Hey, fair enough. Nothing like a good haircut to set the mood and to get yeah. you going. I mean, well, that was that. a paid Let's that was a paid DJ team. gig. I, I feel like I needed to I needed to like play it up for him somehow. Clean I up, have, baby. Skin I, have fade a question. I have a question about this new haircut. Um, are you still able to dangle hair out of the front of your hat? Yeah, it's a smaller tough, but it works. I'll send a photo to the to the feed tomorrow. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's beanie season around here. Uh, I've got beanies that are hand knit that say 100% zesty on them. Uh, shout out Homebrewed Theology Podcast and the lady whose name I can't remember, but I'll tag her when I post the photo. Nice. So we ready for mailbag? 
Uh, not quite. I think we're going to talk about a couple, just a couple quick things from last week. We've got a health question for Dr. John. Then we're going to jump into the mailbag and some talk about college basketball and the playoffs and keep it, keep it a little tighter for, for our audience here. So uh, there's only three teams that I, I really want to hear about. Uh, the first we'll go to Billy. Billy, tell us about Atlanta. Atlanta what? Uh, the Falcons. That's your team. You have to comment on them. Title town. Wait, why do we, <laughs> why do we need to comment on the Falcons? They're not in the playoffs. No, last week's game. Any any closing words for the game for the week? I mean, you no, uh, you I picked them and they lost. I have nothing to say. Okay. Uh, Billy uh, also gets – this is an important time to point out that Billy gets credit for ruining our uh, podcast bet on Alabama because he made the bet and he went and cheered for, with a bunch of Georgia fans, uh, probably cheering against us. And also he was the only one not involved in our previous Bama bets that were successful. So thanks, Billy. Wait, yeah. I just want to say for the record, I'm probably the only person who's lost on Bama twice in one year money line. Exactly our point, asshole. We're not letting Billy bet with us anymore. Absolutely hey. not. Hey, guys. Hey. Stop giving him so much credit. We all know he hedged that bet. He really didn't <laughs> bet Bama. Show us the ticket, Billy. He even, he even put it on his story. He's like, it doesn't matter if you lose. <laughs> yeah. Really win. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? God hey, guys. It. I'm in for a thousand on Bama. Five minutes later, bets Georgia on the other side. Uh, hey. So what? <laughs> so uh All right. Uh, and uh, John, uh, closing thoughts on the Bucks here as they head into the playoffs? Uh, yeah, getting healthy at the right time. Um, not getting everyone back, but we'll see. It's a tough matchup in the first round. I'm not going to just overlook the Eagles. They're uh, playing well, and we are, um, you know, like I said, Guys are still getting acclimated to um, being back in the lineup. So uh, Tom will have the guys ready. He'll have them focused. It'll be interesting because we had to go on the road last year in the playoffs, and this year we get a home game. And if we win, we get another home game. But don't look too far ahead. Just win the game in front of you um, and let it ride. Go Bucks. I have a question. Good way to finish the season. With no Antonio Brown, can I be Mr. Big Chest? Sure. It's a pit, not a palace. Oh, yeah, pit, not a palace. Uh, no one really understands what that means, but we'll just keep saying it. It said pimp it's when you rough. looked it up, I believe. <laughs> I tried looking up an Urban Dictionary and got nothing. It's a and you, you know, oh, you know what's I funny know it's is our backup thing. running back, our backup running back who keeps getting, like, benched for either he's hurt or he sometimes fumbles, Ronald yeah, Jones. Jones. <laughs> he just yeah, posted, Jones. From he USC. posted an IG pick saying – yeah, yeah, from USC, he posted an IG pic saying Pitt not a pounce. <laughs> and AB commented under he's like 27, the fucking man. <laughs> uh, Billy, Billy, you gotta go it's share that. You gotta go share that on your Insta. Bill, Billy's been learning how to use Insta, so he needs to go, he needs to go screenshot and share that. And uh, also, Billy, go write the entry on Urban Dictionary and you can get some internet street cred. I know you're a Redditor. Well, that's, uh, I, I don't know what it means, though, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, just make something up, bud. Create a new segment where we do a weekend review of Billy's Instagram stories. It's hard for people to see them. We can just we'll do a weekend review every Friday on the Insta page. We'll do a weekend review. I'll screenshot all his stories and we'll review them. I don't even. I don't Billy, even Billy got. I don't even blame Luke. Posting Taylor Swift shit is so much fun. 
It, it no, is. I don't think the Taylor <laughs> Swift shit is bad. It's just some of the I, other shit you've posted. Mine was it's Kanye. Just... Mine was Kanye. It's you, Billy. I, a girl. A girl Kanye just... was yeah. Your single life ain't so bad. Jail. Also, yeah, that's, that's what it was. We had someone. We had someone message us about your profile picture and ask us if you have hearing aid issues. <laughs> they, did. <laughs> they did. They were like, "Why is Billy wearing a hearing aid?" Uh, no, it's called also, being in space, bitch. I, and then uh, I also had someone reach out and go, "Wow, you had me at six too. And then I had to break them the news. Uh, I, somebody, somebody just responded to me. <laughs> somebody DM'd me uh, like five minutes ago and said uh, they quoted it. They said was once engaged, so you know he can commit. So hey, we're getting a little bit of, of attention. That was a lady. Uh, she's engaged herself, but maybe she has some friends. We're gonna see what we can do about Billy's Insta street Doesn't cred. Doesn't matter what happens. I'll torpedo it. You don't fucking get it. Uh. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. We get to that. We will get to that. We get it. I want to end on this. I want to end on this. We got to end health. on this. Okay. I want to end on this. I know why your ex left you. Um, uh, hey. <laughs> oh, my. Hey. All right. Uh, hey, John. Uh, well, uh, Ramon, but Dolphins, tell us about the Dolphins. Uh, beating beating the Patriots is one of your favorite things. Oh, man. Um. I don't even need to talk about the Patriots game. Patriots suck. Been saying it all year, but firing Brian Flores. Um, honestly, I was a bit hurt at first. I really like what Brian Flores had done, uh, considering year one was a complete rebuild and we had no talent on that roster. And then year two was a COVID year. And then, yeah, we struggled at all, a lot this year, but we turned it around. Um, I've been seeing a lot of shit. Honestly, when the news came out on Monday, it was really hard for me to focus on anything else. Uh, I spent about six hours of my day just reading up on this shit. And uh, I I'm sad he's gone. I don't think there's a better option out there for us. But although some Dolphins fans might disagree, what this tells me is that Brian Flores and Tua were not having a good relationship. And our franchise chose Tua. So um, any rumors about the Sean Watson or any rumors about any quarterback, you can just put them to bed at this point. I don't believe any of them. Uh, I think they, they're committed to building a team around Tua, which makes the most sense. I mean, in terms of cap space and cap money, um, especially considering how we have so much of it for this upcoming free agency, you can get, you know, a left tackle, uh, maybe draft a couple more linemen, um, and kind of build a team there. But with all that being said, I don't think we get a better replacement or a better coach than what Brian Flores was. And uh, who knows? Who knows what happens? I still think our team is going to be talented enough next year to compete, at least for the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, I was very bummed on Monday. Uh, big fan of Brian Flores. I uh, love that he had that Bill Belichick, I'm a dick mentality and doesn't give a fuck except about winning, which is my kind of coach. That's what I want. That's a saving mentality that I want. But a lot of reports do say that, you know, that 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 only works while you're winning. Um, and it's true. It is true that that's that coaching style when it, when you're winning. Yes. Go for it, because everyone's going to have to fucking do what you say. But when you struggle. It's hard. And a lot of players have come out on social media since the Brian Flores firing firing. And I would say 90% of them have been defensive players 
not a single offensive player that I know of has come out and been like, damn, wish you the best coach. Can't believe the news or something like that. So it's it's pretty uh, pretty obvious here that we had a team that loved to coach defensively, defensively, but they really hated him on the offensive side of the football. Uh, in fact, today Tua posted a picture recapping year two of his NFL season, and Mike Gusecki commented on it and said that this upcoming year we're going to throw the ball 40 times a game. <laughs> and uh, that, I mean, that's pretty evident. Like, hey, you know, they didn't – they didn't on offense, we're playing not to lose. We never once played to win the game on offense. Well, <clears throat> with that O-line, you weren't going to win, gonna win a lot of games. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me in here. Uh, agree case in point with most of what Ramon said. Um, specifically, the game that showed me that, which is why I checked out of the season pretty early on, the Jacksonville game. You're in perfect position to, like, curb stomp the life out of the Jaguars and you let them back in. That uh, that was the Dolphins' offense in a nutshell to me. And I yeah. will say just one last thing, like another thing that's on life support, my relationship with the Dolphins. I have cut down my season ticket allocation on my last two, and I swear to you I'm not renewing next season because fuck this team. You're going to renew because we're going to make the playoffs. Wow, but, Carlos. Uh, that's two. That's everybody. Everybody really respects Wait, I did, your I, fandom. You're such a strong, loyal fan. I, it took forever. What are you? Oh, God, why did you start watching them to begin with? It's not like the Dolphins were ever winning a ton of games, and that's why you had season tickets. Hey, man. We were successful, Luke. We went to the playoffs every year, Luke. The Patriots were our fucking whipping boys, not the other way around. In what year? Yeah, 1996? Marina, Marina. Carlos Marino. is really showing his age here because I don't yeah. remember those years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? They, I was what say, yeah, before Chloe, Saban? No, none of us would. Okay, you're t- close talking about our, the Ricky our Williams child, years. Our childhood was, yeah, our childhood was Ricky Williams and uh, Nick Saban pretty much. I like Ricky at. Williams. Ricky Williams my favorite Dolphin. But that's when the Pats were starting to become the Pats. And yes. then the Dolphins started to kind of – they kind of basically swapped and – Returned to being the Dolphins here. that they always were. Yeah. Returned? Right. Jay, returned? Yeah. yeah. That's a little extreme. Returned is a extreme. <laughs> well, I'm just um, saying my year's I over. Would I'm say not a Dolphins last fan two, anymore. It was I would, tough. I would say the last two decades have probably been the worst in franchise history. Um, but before that, I feel like we were a respectable franchise. Uh, any coach that you actually want other than Saban? Yeah, uh, I hate to say it, but I kind of want Doug Peterson. Yeah, um, you guys talked me into that. That's it. Yeah, I, I like Doug Peterson. Um, I mean, he really he made Carson Wentz look like a good quarterback. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 pretty big. Yeah, uh, ACL Carson, Carson Wentz. Free ACL Carson Wentz was a MVP candidate. Exactly. That year, that, now the Eagles, the Eagles won the Super Bowl Foles that year. And that was also uh, like his offensive style is heavy RPO, which is basically Tua in a nutshell. Um, he's also a head coach that, you know, was a four and out kind of guy, right? And won a Super Bowl, but Philly kicked him out after one bad season. So, I mean, if, if anyone, if there's any coach out there that I would take, it's him or Jim Caldwell. Um, I don't want a new, like, Oh, look at this cool new offensive coordinator. Uh, what I've learned from our past three head coaches 
and Philbin, Gaze, and Brian Flores is, yeah, you can be a great coordinator on either side of the football, but you need to build a good staff around you. And I feel like only – I feel like coaches who have had some head coaching experience have a better chance of putting together a staff than someone who's fresh off of co- a coordinator job and is really bringing in friends or previous colleagues. Um, just my take on that. I don't know. but No, I not, totally no that's that. a good take. I think that's true in that's college, exactly, too. That's exactly, that's you exactly see that what in college. Well, in the, in the NFL, I think the CEO type is even more important because you don't have to – I mean, I think when you have a coordinator that ascends to a role, that guy will always favor that side of the ball more. And I think what you said – um, it kind of – it's a little bit summed up by Gasicki commenting under Tua's post. It's like next year we'll throw the ball four times a game. So there's obviously a little bit of a – somewhat of a disparity between what they were doing offensive defense and, you know, not being on the same page. So a yeah. CEO type of coach that hires his coordinators and assembles his good staff can get those two sides of the ball to kind of hum together at the right time um, and do their jobs effectively without feeling like one's getting in the way of the other and you're playing not to lose and you're said – you're playing to win at all times because you have a good defense and offense and special teams all flowing at the same time. So um, Tampa Bay did that with Bruce. We didn't have a good staff before that. We let our, we let Dirk Cutter take over as the offensive yeah. coordinator and made the coach. That was a disaster because he couldn't figure out his staff was shit. It was terrible. He was hiring his friends and Mike Smith was awful. And then he, here comes Bruce. He, he puts together staff with Byron and, um, and Todd Bowles. So, I mean, that, that looks like, a more effective way of doing that. I mean, the last time you had a coordinator that really ascended and made some great, great moves and uh, did some things was McVay probably. I don't really know of any others that have had that. I absolutely love coordinators that have been head coaches before. Uh, Oh yeah, for sure. Todd Bowes is a great example. Um, Jim Schwartz. Uh, you know, there, there, there's there's a lot of them out there. I think like, you know, once they go back to just one side of the ball and they failed at head coaching, like, I don't know. Um, it gives you perspective feel- and experience too. That's yep. for sure. And yeah. those guys all Todd, Todd did well in a shit situation in New York for the most yep. part. And Jim Schwartz had playoff teams in Detroit. So it's possible that, you know, going back to that for a little bit lets you kind of figure out, you know, what might've gone wrong or what you can do differently and better. But again, yeah, experience, get a good staff. That That's key. It really so, is a tough and for all these other teams. It really is a tough scenario for like head coaches in the NFL. Like, it's man, their, their lifespan is as long as running backs. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, Rich, yeah you, gotta, Rich, you know, it's what have you done for me lately? And yeah. um, any, any sense of the wrong direction and all of reading you're on the hot seat. So, yep. And the hot uh, seat only gets hotter. You don't, you don't get yourself off the hot seat just like that. You better. Correct. You better yeah. Even things, if you so. win after the hot seat, you're still on the hot seat. Right. And you look at Flores, uh, his hot seat started when you were one and seven. It wasn't because 100%. He, they didn't fire him because he went nine and eight. They fired him because he started one and seven. And if and you ask every there, Dolphins fan when he was one and seven, they probably t- they're probably not as upset about him leaving. Right. Like they're like, all right, fuck. Correct. Um, I do think Brian Flores is going to be a, a great head coach. And I hope he uses his experience to build a better staff around him. Um, and I think he will, I think he's going to be great, man. He'd be good for Oakland. Yeah. Oakland would be a great fit for him. He's got a quarterback in Derek Carr, um, can build around that defense. I will say this though, his aggressive style of defense only works if you have baller cornerbacks, which 
it's it's the only reason why I worked for the Dolphins. You have Xavier Howard and Byr- and uh, Brandon Jones and Byron Jones and fucking De- Holland. Like we had our secondary was was good. All right, it was really good. So, uh, yeah, you can blitz the house when you can trust your guys to cover man on man. All right. Um, before we jump into a little brief college basketball minute, uh, Ramon, you, I know you had a health question for John. John, um, my back. Doctor John. Doctor John. Do- sorry, Doctor John. My lower back has been hurting a lot um, yesterday and today. I think a part of it has to do with uh, a lot of running and not a lot of stretching. Um, so I'm definitely going to incorporate some stretching, but that has nothing to do with my question for you today. Um, today, while I was in the car and I said, I, I was telling um, my significant other whose name is not to be mentioned that I uh, need an adjustment from Dr. John. She said, has John adjusted Brenda yet? question mark um yeah i've not adjusted brenda yet brenda said she has never been adjusted she's never been to the chiropractor however she is interested in trying to get adjusted she's not anti-adjustment so um my table is out of commission right now so when i reset that up i think we will give brenda her first adjustment if it is safe and appropriate after an exam and a history, no, we'll probably just adjust her most likely because I don't think there's any that I need to worry about. Um, but no, she hasn't been adjusted yet. And um, I, I think it's cool that she's open to it. I think a lot of people, when they get adjusted for the first time, they're freaked out because they've seen so many TikToks and they've seen all these YouTube videos and they hear Dr. Oz telling the story about the girl who had the stroke. Um, we touched on that one a couple pods ago, how idiotic that is but obviously it puts the fear into people we did? like oh if i go to- we did i don't remember did i black oh um, yeah it was, it was a while ago it was a minute i forgot we were just he came up in some conversation with dr sports, oz but, did um, but i didn't know this thing about the stroke that actually makes me want to um, go more. what was the model there was a model's name who they said she had a stroke after she got an adjustment and went to a chiropractor so um because she did die of a stroke and they try to like basically put two and two together yeah, um, they, so uh, if I may, if I may, then we're up here, Doctor John, because I remember a fault. I, this freaked me out for a bit because I used to get oh, often chiropractic adjustments. But support supposedly in the process of getting adjusted, she uh, what is it when you, she she tore not tore it's like when they slightly nick your aorta the vertebral so yeah no it, it was the uh, vertebral artery so that, that's, that's the one it. that yeah, yeah it's basically direct supply to the brain. Um, and that's kind of what led to what happened to her. Um, I think the thing about that is it's not necessarily one size fits all to everyone. Like not everyone who gets adjusted is going to have a stroke. Um, you need to know your history and make sure it's safe. And that's why we do an exam, make sure we've kind of checked all the boxes, crossed all the T's, dot all the I's before, um, after doing that exam too, and making sure we're testing for certain things to make sure that's okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Everyone, I welcome you to get adjusted, whether it is with me or it is with anyone else. Um, it's part of a routine. It doesn't make all it, – it's not an end-all, be-all. But the only thing you should do, I think it's um, a part of a healthy overall routine when it comes to taking care of yourself. And something as simple as what you think is just popping your bones, um, it really manages, man, it helps you manage all that tension that builds up from all those day-to-day activities. And, um, yeah, man. Anytime you guys are in town, I'd love to work with you. Um, I've adjusted Billy and Ramon. 
Um, <clears throat> I enjoy helping them feel better when they have some of those kinks and aches and pains. They're very healthy people that are aware of their bodies. And um, I encourage everyone else to do the same. So he also gave Michael it. his first adjustment and Michael's hooked on them now. Like Michael gets adjusted pretty regularly. Yeah. Michael, um, Michael has his own. Yeah. He, he's got the staff at um, little rock and he also has a chiropractor that he sees. So yeah. Glad he, to hear. He's hooked on it. Um, right. I, and think of it in terms of not only being in pain, it's just about, Hey, um, even if I'm not in pain, I just want to perform better and feel better and do the things that I love to do. So. Yeah, for sure. When I lived in Austin, Luke, um, I was going to a chiropractor on South Lamar. Uh, my 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 medical insurance actually covered it, and it made it like ten bucks a visit, which was like dope, like super yep. fucking dope. Yep. Ten dollars a visit, and I literally was going like every other week, and uh, I felt great during that time. So, my yeah. Uh, my Big mom, my mom went to uh, Dr. John Carlson off of Westgate uh, here in Austin growing up, South Austin chiropractor, super nice guy. I actually got adjusted and learned about it as a kid because she was going after a roller coaster incident uh, and a car accident that he was treating her for. So I've known about uh, the magic of, well, the science of Cairo. And, no, and no, actually, man. And here, here's the thing, though, Luke. It's like, I don't get offended if people say it's magic, witchcraft, is that? As long <laughs> as it helps people fucking feel better, I don't give a shit well, what you call it. I, learned, I don't care if I, you say you're not a real doctor. Now this, I'm like, cool, you can call me whatever. Oh, I as long as are. it's helping you and as long as it's helping somebody, that's all that fucking matters, baby. No, I, I meant you it say positively. Nothing matters. I meant it positively when I said magic because I actually think it is. No, no, no. And uh, no, because you stopped yourself. I'm like, don't even worry about it. Who cares? Well, I was going to say hey, there's like this. It helps. I, it, I learned that there's actually like uh, there's there's chiropract there's ties between Christianity and um, like holistic health. And um, they, they talk. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I would also like to add uh, that I used to regularly because I have. My, my lower back's been shot for a couple of years now. And um, I used to do stupid cortisone shots in my lower back whenever, like, I fucked it up really bad. And after, like, that was right before I started seeing a chiropractor regularly in, in Austin. And that, I mean, I haven't taken a cortisone shot in my lower back since. So, hey, man, love it. It's, a, it's, it's like I said, think of the cortisone shot as like when you have a fire and you're just basically disabling the smoke alarm. When you're yeah. actually addressing the cause, that's like you're putting out the fire itself. So, so yeah, yeah good shit. Good shit, boys. Hey, okay. uh, yeah. I also think this is a great time to bring in the mailbag. It is. We're going to talk about the mailbag right now. We've got actually after last week, first, uh, first time doing the segment, the mailbag, we had so much overwhelming positive feedback. People really enjoyed hearing about our listeners' trials and tribulations. A couple people wrote in. They, they didn't feel super great about what happened to our poor listener. Um, but, yeah, this week we got two. We got two uh, letters in the mail this week. And um, one one from a, from a female involved with the listener here and, and one – you know, one directly from, from, uh, one of our hosts. So anyway, let me, let me read these here. Uh, I guess I'll read the first one. Um, and, uh, Ramon, you want to read the other one? Yeah, let's do it. All right. First letter. Hi, my name is Billy and I need your help. During the national championship game this week, I was courting a female and fell into a bit of confusing trouble. You see, I can't help myself. I just say and do things impulsively. I was really hoping to wet my billy willy in the nice 33-year-old I had been flirting with. 
But then I said, I know why your ex left you. And suddenly the tide turned in the national championship game and my affairs. I lost $1,000 and had no one to console me. What's the matter with me? Wow. Carlos, can you go first on what's the matter with him? Well, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Carlos has a little bit of feedback here. Carlos, are you awake? Damn, I didn't get the medication quick enough. <laughs> you want to Carlos? Sorry, the headphones cut off. <laughs> headphones cut off. Give me a second. Yeah, we're amateurs. All right, all right. Um, I got some advice for Billy while we wait for Carlos. Uh, Billy, I don't think there's anything wrong with you, man. Uh, I think soon enough you will find a space of freedom within your current and new situation and love it. And uh, I just don't think you're there yet. I think you are, you're kind of flirting with the idea of going there. Um, Maybe you should listen to Closure by Taylor Swift. Great song on repeat. Also Happiness by Taylor Swift. Great song on repeat. Um, uh, You're going to be just fine. Um, I do think uh, my take on you should probably consider dating younger women is probably. uh, (laughs) Yeah, we like that. Uh, spot a uh, spot on because uh, a lot of women your age and older than you are just really not going to understand the jabs <laughs> and they're going to take them <laughs> to heart. <laughs> and uh, I think the younger ones, and I'm not talking too young now, like you know, stay above 18, please. Uh, but uh, the, the younger ones will probably not understand the take, but just laugh it off. And uh, I think you're best off on that. Um, Billy, I think that my advice is that you should date my ex, Meredith, because when you say, I know why your ex left you, it'll probably work out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Meredith, I know you like plants. I also like plants. Um, Yeah, let's do this. Nikhil style. Chloe, I've got your, I've got your, I've got your written response here uh, to Billy. Are, do you want me to read it, or do you, are you, no, you've got no, this? No, You're gonna no. freestyle I, rap it? Yeah, I'm gonna freestyle it because it's like fuck it. Look, it's it's actually a sort of a tail off of what Ramon was saying, right? Uh, these girls when they don't understand wit, humor, and Bill, look, I actually love fucking hanging around you because just watching you as you talk to these girls and then they they're smiling. Because you made some fucking awkward joke that they didn't understand. So you're laughing because you're like, God, oh, this cunt didn't understand. And it's like, basically, it's the smirk you do as you're jacking off because you got the self-satisfaction of knowing you got one over them. <laughs> right? right? And that's totally it. I can see it in your fucking eyes. And then they're like, dude, this guy's fucking weird. And then they like walk away and now don't want to talk to you. All right. So it's exactly what Ramon is saying. When you make these fucking com- snide comments... And they're snide at first. If, if if the people don't know you and you that's what you lead with, it's it's fucking rude. It's adversarial. You're coming into them like boom, here I'm whacking you in the fucking head because you're a dumbass. It's okay to do that to people, but not in the first interaction. 
it's all right to do that to people in the second or third ones because they're like, oh, shit, now this guy's actually funny, even if he's making fun of me, right? So save that for, like, not the first time you meet someone because it's just going to cause them to, like, kind of want to hightail away from you and go off to the corner and tell their friends of what a fucking creep you are. Also, don't feel up on the other girl or, or like, the best friend of the girl you're trying to get with in the same room, right? That's... Oh that's yeah, we didn't a, even cover that. We didn't even yeah, cover that. That's in the letter. also a, like a no go. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <That's wrong. laughs> I, I, whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa. You are waiting to yeah, agree. But he but he didn't deny it, right? That's the thing. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, you're kind of right. That's basically the, what it was there. So just <laughs> save that for the second or third interaction. And then they're in on the oh shit, but it's funny. And now we can make fun of other people together. Because that's basically the the shit that people love to do they love to fucking like be in on the joke not be fucking the butt of the joke especially not at first man that that just kind of makes you look like a dick all Billy, around you need to use the dentist system you, it, it's just you gotta you gotta do what you're doing just much later i think close close right on that one other idea is just continue to flirt with edm girls you know one they can't hear what you're saying while you're in there so they just see you smile um, but also, uh, they're, they're pretty weird. I, I think that that might be a better arena for you. Um, yeah, I got, I got one thing to add. I got one thing to add. Just, I, I think, um, agree with everyone and what they said here. I think you might be overthinking it too, a little, I'd say just let it ride. Um, at the end of the day, uh, a lot of these interactions will come and go, but you'll know, um, when it's time to, be um i don't know i would say just keep being yourself and i wouldn't i wouldn't worry too much about it honestly i think it's um most things where you let it myself. ride yeah yeah i i, I, I think john i don't know everyone, about everyone, that everyone, i think john said it so well i think john's advice so well, is good i not have anything left no john's advice is left. good i think john's right honestly screw all the advice be yourself someone will love you eventually i think um, I think it'll work out, uh, Billy. That's that's I also say, Ram, Look, Ram, Rams Rams point was good about the the age thing too. Um, you'd be surprised when so um, what's gone seven years from when you were on a dating app last to where we are now, a lot of shits changed, and this age group we're in is very much they're very yeah like you said very self conscious, and they'll take these little funny jabs to heart, even though they're not meant to be. Like, I mean, I still fucking take them to heart, and we get pissed off at you when you say shit. So we, we get triggered. So imagine what these fucking people that you've never met might think the minute you say, like, the subtlest little jab, and they'll take it to heart, and it'll, like, ruin their whole day. And shit. they're very, it's very fragile. And it's just, you know, obviously, you know, we build resilience. And um, we're, we're aware of, you know, your personality and what you mean by it. So I wouldn't take it to heart um, too much. I just let I, it ride and I, say, fuck I almost- it, man. I almost ditched Billy at space camp when he accused me of setting the smoke alarm off. Uh, and it, it turned out it wasn't. It oh wasn't yeah, us. dude. That reminds me. Yeah, exactly he just does. Like when, he when just he does shit. The, yeah. When he was on the train with Jacob and him, or when they, when they almost missed their train or something or something, or and Jacob, he just kept telling Jacob, you're a little bitch. You're a little bitch. <laughs> Jacob's like, Jacob's like, I hated him. I wanted to get away from it. <laughs> I wanted to fucking, I fucking leave That's the same thing as uh, this past weekend. I was, I was in Berlin. We were going to Amberg and I was just wasted, dude. I was, I just, I don't know. I, I'm dangerous. You guys have seen yeah, this. Yeah, drunk. When I, when I throw back drinks, when I throw back drinks, it's just get out of my way. 
to be fair, I did, I did say, hey, um, 6.30. I said, I'm starting drinking at 6.30. Good luck, everybody else. Um, <laughs> the rest is history. Oh, right? yeah. Well, at least he's the type of alcoholic that warns people. But, Jacob, I mean, Billy, Billy, Billy fought all three of his roommates in the time <laughs> living with them when we were in Venetian. He fought um, Ben the first week. He I went fought the me triple and crown, he, triple crown. He did. He he finished off the triple <laughs> crown with me. We were out on the bar, and he kept calling me a virgin. And I told him to get out of the car and walk home. And he did. And when I was waiting, I was waiting. I was waiting for. Him. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, did you enjoy your walk home, bitch?" And then he just charged me, like charging the mound, and. It was a brouhaha <laughs> after that. Uh, oh, we got one of those after. I'm just kidding. Uh, Mike yeah, McCarthy would be proud. No, uh, I, I think here's my advice, though. Hey. Wait, wait, wait. Anyone, before you give you your advice. No, 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 no. She, she, she wrote in. She wrote in. We can mute you. I'm not worried about it. She wrote in. I, you can give your advice after we read her letter. Okay. All right. Her letter goes, hello, Nothing Matters Sports Podcast. I've recently been talking to one of your hosts. I was attracted by the fact he doesn't eat carbs and goes to the sauna five times a day. But there were some red flags. Red flag number one. He told me he knows why my ex left me. Red flag number two. He openly talks about his seven-year relationship ending. Red flag number three. He got all handsy with my friends while I was there. Red flag number four. I couldn't tell if he was cheering for Bama or Ugga. Kept saying nothing matters. Red flag number five. (laughs) Red flag number five. His net worth, not as much as his friend Zach, who's a lawyer and got what he wanted. In conclusion, he's not a catch. Please consult your host and and talk him through this. That's it. That's what this person wrote in. All right, I've got some things to say, but Billy, I'll let you go ahead and give advice to yourself. Hey, you can't get hurt if you don't let anyone get close to you. So just keep that in mind. And no, man, I, I've said it. I, I, I deserve what I get. Uh, actions have consequences, and I'm, I'm an asshole. Um, uh, I, I like the girl that I uh, said that comment to you. Uh, I'm a douche, so get what you deserve. Hey, I really fucking love that line. I fuck. That's one of my favorite lines. Like, you get what you fucking deserve. I, hey, uh, I'm a big believer in that. Like, just fucking own everything. Like, you did something great. I fucking deserve it. You did something good. Great. You did something bad. Good. You fucking deserve it. Somebody fucks with you and hurts you. Good. You deserve it. You lose a bunch of money gambling. Good. You deserve it. <laughs> okay. This is your personal issue. We're it's bleeding over. <laughs> Uh, John, did you have something to share? I was going to say, in Indian matchmaking, if you still want to <laughs> see if there's any spark left, um, this one guy ghosted his match like twice. He ghosted her like bad once. And yeah. she was like, what the fuck's going on? And she was like, hot, I'm, I'm, too. I'm done she with was him. really hot. Yeah, Nadia. And um, so basically, the guy sent her um, flowers and I'm sorry, cookies. And she went another day with him, a couple more, and then he goes to her again, and that was it. <laughs> so, you know, he goes to her I love twice. That. That's a God, really good the matchmaker approach, must have been pissed. Um, no, that's a good approach. Oh, was mad, and she was like, what the fuck? This is not what's supposed to be happening on the show. But, yeah, American Society meets Indian matchmaking. 
I love when they, I love when they go, when the astrologers come to help out. That's like one of my favorite parts of the episode, especially the old dude who was helping the annoying yeah. ass chick from Houston. Yeah, the girl yeah, from yeah. Houston Opera was no. literally, Operna was the worst. <laughs> like I did not want her to get married to that poor guy. I have no idea. He must hate himself as much as Billy. Dude, Billy, that's what you should do. You should get an angry woman. You'll, you'll do well. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Billy, I think an arranged marriage would look great for you because at this way, like, like in, the, in this instance, they like, can't leave. Would, yeah, they, one, they can't leave you. <laughs> and two, you can't leave them. And three, it's a guaranteed wedding. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. A huge, so, a huge so wedding. Car, so, Carlos will send you your toaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I need to make a new registry. I'm pretty sure they took it offline. Like Yo, did you, did you guys ever get anything from that registry? Did. Did. Got wow, some good did, you re- did you return it? To Bet the- you they no. didn't return it. Bet you they didn't fucking return no, it. No, honestly, can I tell you guys something? The wedding was never going through. We just wanted some uh, swag for our house. So. <laughs> what do you mean a house? You had like three units. That's true. <laughs> three units. Three roommates. Um <laughs> <laughs> hey billy uh i wanted to go back to this letter she wrote here real quick i, I have a little bit of advice um and you know I, I feel like some important context you know one you know she said he told me he knows why my ex left me not true i mean we have no idea why exactly that happened uh something you know wild things happen in relationships now i do think if he was a writer in la you know that that might factor in a little bit. I understand maybe why you said that, that thing. I'm not really sure why you thought that was a helpful comment to add at that time. Um, but I think it's maybe like you said, maybe you kind of like getting in trouble. I just think you need to explore this side of yourself. It could be a kink. You know, you like being ashamed of the things that you do. You like being a bad boy. And there's women out there that uh, that will play into that with you. Um, he is Roman. He just needs his, his Jerry. Yeah, he's going to send Billy- a big picture close in. Billy needs his Jerry, some older woman to just yep. treat him like shit. Yep. And um, and I'm talking old, like Billy. She's got to be like 50 or 60. Oh, she's got God, yes. She's got to literally treat you like shit, like talk down to you like you're a dog. I think that's exactly what you need. Um, another Actually, problem. I had the perfect match. Sam's mom. Another problem here was that it uh, it says I couldn't tell if he was cheering for Bama or Uga. Kept saying nothing matters. Uh, Thanks for mentioning that nothing matters. Also, I heard you were wearing an Aggie shirt, so I know that really contributes to the confusion. And honestly, on that count, she's right. That's a huge red flag. You're uh, you you got to represent yourself in some way, Billy. Don't don't be such don't be so aloof. It's I don't think that's I don't think that's as much of a red flag. Jimbo Fisher, baby, never forget. No, no, Aggies are the only team that beat Bama this year. Uh, What about Georgia? Okay, okay, that's why I wore the shirt. That's okay. Um, and the network. So you wore the shirt knowing what would happen and you bet on Bama. Show us the fucking hedge slip. Yeah. Uh, so also uh, it says here about the net worth thing. Um, yeah, she did ask about his net worth kind of early. That was definitely a red flag. She didn't seem uh, to me to be the type of person that should have been inquiring about that, especially uh, while interacting with Billy. Um, I actually think that was the time when, when you should have known, Billy, that you you should have just not been yourself anymore. No, honestly, no. that's that's the perfect time to just fucking shit on this person. Like, who goes around like just asking people? Nobody. Like, hey, don't ask. What's your net, net worth? worth? What's your net worth? No. First of all, unless don't you're ask really hot. Net worth. Unless you're yeah, really hot. First of all, net worth? 
Bitch, ain't none of us liquid here but Carlos. Hey. That's what's yeah, that, Drake line? Right. Hey, you know what? She said, What's your net worth? This is on the Netflix and chill. That's if your you're net, going net around net asking worth. people their net worth, I mean, Billy might as well get to say one bold thing back to you. Jesus. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's not how work, uh, life no, works. No, Billy, dude. that is Billy, how life works. It's not. It's not the society we live in. No, you're participating in a fake society. You just like this narrative where you get in trouble. All right. Well, that was this week's mailbag. Who knows? Hopefully it'll come back. We need you to send in questions. We'll be posting the email. You can DM our, our Twitter or our Insta um, or take out and add the newspaper. Just get the message to us and, and we'll talk about it here. Um, I think we uh, I think we're going to do a just quick college basketball minute. It's that time of year. Um, I went and saw UT play uh, Chris Beard uh, his first year here with the Longhorns. Really good defense. Number one scoring defense in the country. Uh, really good defense. Hoping the players can gel together and get some offensive rhythm going. And, and they could be a tough out in the Big 12. But they did lose to Oklahoma State. Texas Tech has knocked off Kansas and Baylor. Baylor, um, yeah, you know, obviously looking like, yeah, Texas Tech beat both of them back to back, which is really and annoying. Who, who, took over after, who took over after Chris Beard? Did they just hire within, I think? Uh, I'm pretty sure they just promoted an assistant. So you're looking uh, at Chris Beard's players on Texas Tech. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, two really good wins. I mean, Baylor I, – I, right now I like Baylor and Gonzaga and Auburn. It's Mark Adams. Yeah, it's Mark I, Adams. I take Baylor, Gonzaga, Auburn, Duke right now. If you – I looked at the FanDuel championship odds, and Auburn's Duke. at plus 2,100. Duke. And that's pretty good if you can hammer that. You um, mean the team that lost to Miami, Duke? Um. Yeah, I, I know, but then Miami lost FS2, so what does that tell you? You know, FC is not a very good team. ACC meeting Miami? AC, they're, they're tied at the top now because FSU beat them. But, um, I mean, I looked at Miami. I watched Miami last night, and the impressive part is that they had some transfers that came in and contributed right away. Um, Augusti and the tall um, 21 guy, white guy, I forgot his name. Um I like uh, not a, not a bad team, a tournament team. So I'm glad FSU got that win. Um, I, I like Auburn, and the reason why Jabari Smith, the projected number one overall pick, I'll be watching a lot of his games since the Magic are tanking. Um, it's a fun pastime I've come to enjoy these past few years because the Magic are always in contention top pick, and I'm always watching these players. So I'm looking at Jabari and Chet Holmgren. Um, but yeah, yes, it, again, these things change a lot in March, and that's when you really want to. Yeah, um, see what goes on. So yeah, um, we'll we'll find out more. We may have my uh, my buddy. My buddy's a big college basketball fan. He went to the game with me yesterday. He's a big Baylor fan. So we may have him come on uh, later this year and talk a little college basketball as we're getting closer. Baylor has a great basketball culture. Yep. Hey, Just for Baylor. Uh, I'm a firm believer in basketball season starts after the Super Bowl. Uh, it does. I agree. <laughs> not college, not college basketball season though. I mean, college and college sports were over, and so the next day I went to see the Texas no, OU game. Actually, doesn't like the, the the conference championships start like in February or like late February? It's perfect. Yep. Well, so, that's the first week of March. March Madness honestly is when college when the um, conference yeah. tournaments start. It's yeah, a week. It's week before. Yeah, and the NBA, like, we don't need to talk about China King until it's playoff time. No way. Uh, Yo, did you see that? Did you see the? I, I think I said this earlier. You saw the comparison. They said 
LeBron and Mello were like, oh, yeah, we're the 2020 Bucks. We're going to be fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what, what, guys... what makes you think that? I, I don't understand what they're seeing with Russell right now. It's just, it's, it's hilarious. I, they're trying I to just peak. They live in the La La Land. They live I in just, Delusion Island. I just sent all of you an Instagram message, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it pertains to Carlos. Have you guys seen it? Do you need me to read it? Read it for the listeners. I, I, I didn't see it. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. Go ahead okay. and read it. And the message reads, snoring is basically bragging about being asleep so loudly that it stops other people from sleeping. It's like <laughs> lying there screaming, I'm having a lovely sleep. And for our listeners, if you've ever slept in the same room as Carlos, you're lying because you don't get to sleep when you're in the same room as Carlos. This is why Carlos now gets private rooms. Fuck off. Carlos's snoring honestly is the most scary thing you are ever a part of. Snoring, there's all types of snoring, right? Like there's a consistent snore that it's it's loud, but you can kind of get in tune with. And all of a sudden it sounds like one of uh, Luke's shitty EDM songs and you can just fall asleep to it. But then there's Carlos snoring where it's got no rhythm or no beat to it. Also like Luke's EDM music. But this one scares you because you just you're just, you know, all of a sudden it's in rhythm and then improv, improv, jazz snoring. And then it stops. And then like two minutes go by and you're like, oh, he stopped. And then all of a sudden you get scared shitless because he's back and he's completely out of tune and it's loud and you think you're never going to get some sleep. My most vivid memory of this is I we were we're in Amsterdam. We're staying in a hotel, uh, me, Billy (laughs) and Carlos. And I went and locked myself in the bathroom with my noise canceling Bose headphones laid in the bathtub and still could not fall asleep while hearing Carlos snore. Dude, it was so bad that I would say to Ram, I was like, dude, if we don't fall asleep before him, we'll fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was literally the game. That was the, the game, game was like, plan. and we were in Amsterdam, so we were like, I'm just going to eat 30 edibles and hopefully I pass out before Carlos. <laughs> uh, 30 edibles or half a muffin. Did it actually Four work? Muffin. Yes. Did you guys do it? It did the one time. Yeah. Yeah. Only the one time that we took half a muffin. And oh my God, I've never been so gone (laughs) in my life. Like, I just all of a sudden, I think we missed the train stop like three, four times. (laughs) And um, I'm just looking at Billy, and I could tell that Billy's like really, really high, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to admit that he's really, really high. So he just you looks don't at me. You don't want to be the first person. I'm just looking at him and I'm just giggling and laughing as like we miss our stop for the third time. And so the thing is, our like our our stop was at the end of the station. So it would literally just start again. And we're like, oh, okay, nothing's happening here. And it hit us so hard that I think I think we passed out. That was the, that was the worst night in Amsterdam because we didn't really get to do anything, or at least I didn't. I literally passed out all night. Like I could not. Like I was so I felt so bad. Like I felt like my face was melting, and I was like laying on a pillow, and I couldn't even sleep. But I was so like just tired, 
And uh, yeah, it was it was quite the experience. Carlos that and I was tried salvaging night. the night by going back to that Australian bar. What's it called? Um, uh, Coco's that satellite. Yeah, no. it, it didn't matter. Coco's we just sat. We just sat there and we're like, "Why are we here, dude? We we, we can't even keep our shit together." Like <laughs> it was bad. Uh, but no, I, uh, thankfully our hotel room did have a sauna, which is my uh, specialty. So put that to use, and I was able to fall, fall asleep a couple couple times before Carlos. You slept in the sauna. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it's hard to outlast Billy in the sauna. We actually, that hotel had a sauna and a steam room. And for a while, him and I were going in the steam room. And, uh, you know, I'd probably be in there for like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's just like, still like, just like drinking his own sweat there. Just like loving life. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. He did that in Atlanta too at at Sweat House. I was tapping out (laughs) after like 20 minutes. (laughs) He's like pussy. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you got me. I'm a pussy. It's fucking Why do you high. think I've come all this way? <laughs> We're going back to the sauna photo for the cover again. Oh gosh. That was a cover? No, we haven't made that a cover. Yeah, don't I tell him that. If if you thought I it think... was already a cover, we could have gotten away with it. But I think if we do, then oh, that chick who asked about your net worth is definitely coming back. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, all right, hey. but let's let's try to wrap this up here. I think we yeah, can get let's, people out of here. Let's talk about the let's talk about the NFL games real quick. Let's do kind of a quick round. I'll you you want to type this? You want to type, Ramon? No, nah, no typing. We're not recording anything. Let's just talk about it. Okay, uh, we got a couple games here. I mean, I think Cincinnati's going to beat the Raiders. I mean, I actually just don't think this week's that interesting. What's the most interesting game? Cowboys 49ers? I know we all disagree on that one. Yeah, I, 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 how about we each just go? How about we each go? That one is Monday night. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Uh, I was just gonna suggest maybe we each go like one at a time and just go give our takes on every game. Okay, uh, I'll go first. Uh, Cincinnati's gonna roll, they're gonna beat the Raiders for sure. Joe Burrow, Jamari Chase, Joe Mixon for life. Uh, Bills are gonna knock off the Pats, like you've been saying, Ramon. The Pats aren't that good. Um, we saw what happened when it wasn't dumping snow. So I guess check the weather, but it probably won't be the same. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills will roll on Zach Moss. It's going to be nine degrees and sunny. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Buccaneers will take care of the Eagles. Uh, at least this week they'll survive. I think the Cowboys are going to show up and, and take care of the 49ers. I think the Cowboys are going to make a deep run here. Um, but uh, Kansas City against the Steelers, are you kidding me? Um, I, some of these games are kind of like unwatchable, but I guess we'll watch them and see how That's people a look. trap game, 28 uh, degrees and snow. Okay. Okay. Now that 12 and a half spreads looking pretty good. If it's snowing, um, Mahomes, you know, didn't, didn't grow up in the snow. That's for sure. Um, I guess he's played a couple snowy games, but nothing like, I mean, Arrowhead. I don't know how, I don't know if I've seen a dump there. Well, any wind, you see the wind on that thing? Uh, no wind. Oh, they're going to be fine. They could throw in the snow. Okay. Uh, and I think, uh, I think the Cardinals will take care of the Rams. Um, like, I guess that's an upset, but um, yeah, I, I still have no belief in the Rams so far. Um, and then I, you know, are we going to go ahead and make other playoff picks or, or are we just going to stick with these games? All right. Give me, give me your Super Bowl prediction. Uh, I think it's going to be the chiefs against the Packers. And I think the Packers are going to win. Whoa. Are you sure about that? 
Yeah, I think you Dallas will make it to the conference championship. You know Rodgers isn't vaccinated. Hey, uh, he's immunized. He probably still has a shit ton of antibodies from having it had, had it recently. I think that was the optimal move this year was to catch it during the year if you're a real contender. All right, I'll give you my if I If prediction. I was an NFL player, I would be trying to catch COVID, you know, at just the right time. I, I feel like that's, that's as good. I don't know. My Super Bowl prediction, Buffalo Bills in the AFC. Yes, I do think Buffalo will run through the AFC. I think the perfect season that they've had, or the season that they've had is the perfect recipe for, for a solid playoff run. Uh, and on the NFC, it's really hard for me. I, I really, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I honestly was leaning Brady, but all the injuries on offense now, I'm a little concerned about that. It's going to be tough. I don't think, you know, honestly, I, I would like to see uh, the Packers. Either, I, 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 I'm I fine with either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady in the Super Bowl from that end. But for the sake of picking one, I'll go with the Packers and the bills as my Super Bowl prediction. Yeah, that was my other option. I, I and uh it's a tough one. Real quick on my picks. I'm not gonna talk about any, I'm just gonna go into it. I'm taking Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tampa, 49ers, and I think the 49ers will win outright. This is the only game I'm gonna talk about of all of these. 49ers will win outright. Playoff time is when coaching matters. And although he's got great coordinators, it's time. It's time for McCarthy to go to Whataburger. His fate is coming to an end. And uh, KC will obviously win that game, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, it's fucking Pittsburgh. I've been fading them all year. And, uh, yeah, I'm also going to take Arizona there because I just, you know, OBJ, man, guy sucks. He's a team cancer. John? Okay. Um yeah, I like your guys' takes. Um, I'm, I'm going to get into the Super Bowl pick in a sec. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders, actually. I just uh, – I, I, I think both these teams are kind of an experience when it comes to playoffs. Something about how this team – how Derek Carr has managed to navigate this team through the shit season that they've had when it comes to the off-the-field stuff. Um, and it's just momentum. The fact that they could have tied and gotten into the playoffs, and, oh, my God, that was a hilarious parlay that – I think um, your guy's friend Austin Blake had where he had the Jaguars money line and the Raiders Chargers tie and how it really came within seconds of actually coming uh, to fruition. I can't um, imagine I, watching that game and having that parlay. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I'm hoping it was a free play because I hope you don't put a lot yeah. of money on it. But, yeah, it, 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 I, it, that was hilarious. I would lose my shit 100%. Sorry, John. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I would have thrown, some- thrown everything. I mean, I would have been so angry at the way that that game ended. I think the the hilarious part about watching that game was the Steelers fans that went to it, and they were just losing their mind. Like, just fucking score, please. Don't fucking end in the tie. They were just, like, put the camera on them on purpose, and it was, it was, it was kind of funny to watch. Nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll take the Raiders in that game, just because I, I like Cincinnati and what they've done this year. I think that they're still a year away from making any noise in the playoffs. Um, I'll take the Raiders in this one. Um, I'm going to take the Bills over the Pats just because they're at home. And I think that, you know, even though you can outcoach a team, like kind of Bill did in that one Monday night game, I think that um, the, Buffalo figures some stuff out the second time around. 
Uh, I just think it favors them being at home, uh, and Josh Allen's just going to be too good. Uh, I'll take the Bucks over the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover that. I think it's eight and a half right now is where the line's at. That'll probably shrink even more as it goes on when you figure out more of the injury stuff with the Bucks. And the reason why um, they have Lane Johnson back, they have bets on that defense and on that team that were in that Super Bowl. So I think they're going to keep it competitive and Tampa's injuries are going to, you know, still be an issue. But um, they did figure some stuff out, get the ball to Gronk. Mike Evans has been playing a lot better, even though I've been hard on him this year. Um, so I'll take the, the Bucks to win, the Eagles to cover. Um, I agree with Ram on the Niners' take. I, I think that the Niners are going to go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys. Um, I just think that it's one of those bad matchups that you want to avoid. I think the Cowboys would have been better off playing the Eagles, even um, even taking their chance with Arizona again, um, just because Arizona has had some hiccups too towards the end of the year, even though they did beat Dallas. Uh, so I'll take I'll take the Niners there, and I'm going to take the obvious. I, I, the Chiefs are going to beat the Steelers. I, I I think they'll cover that too. I think the Steelers just have to be there, um, considering how they kind of backed in. And I actually like the Rams over the Cardinals. Um, just at home, I don't know what the rules are for capacity at, at in in LA with the California. It looks like they've been playing empty stadiums again. Um, maybe what? there's limited capacity or something. Really? I don't know. I was watching basketball on TV and I saw no fans. Um, so I don't know if that was a county thing or what was going on. And they were talking earlier about the, moving the Super Bowl from SoFi to Arlington. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's a little late in the game. We'll see. Uh, but I'll take the Rams in that one just because I, I think the Cardinals kind of limp to the finish line at the end of the year. Um, so Super Bowl picks. I'm actually going to take the – I'm going to take the Packers and I'm going to take the Bills too. And um, I, I do see the Bucks getting to the I, – I think the Bucks will, will win the second-round matchup they play against the Rams at home. Um, but I just think this time it's meant for Green Bay to take care of business because last year you watched the game, Tampa Bay basically had a lot of good fortune while also playing good football at the right time. They played a bad second half, and um, Green Bay's mistakes throughout that game kind of cost them, even though obviously I was very happy with the result. Um, but Green Bay could have easily won that game. And I think this year without Godwin and with the receiving weapons down, the, a fuller crowd in, in Lambeau will be the difference in the NFC championship. Um, and I like Buffalo. I just, I, I don't think that they're like, they had that, that weird spell in the in November, but I think they've figured some stuff out. And I, I think that they're the best team in the AFC. And um, I think that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And I, I I'll, I'll take the Packers over the bills too. This is, um, Rogers' uh, last dance, and we've shit on him for a lot of things, but I just think that something is lining up and it's meant to be this year. I want to go back awesome. to uh, I want to go back to what you said about uh, the fan attendance thing here. I looked it up, and uh, Matthew Stafford is actually asking fans not to sell their tickets to Cardinals fans because they had a huge problem last week with there being more 49ers fans in the stadium. Um, and Stafford was on a silent count. So it looks like they are going to have fans in attendance and they're worried that the Los Angeles fans are going to sell. If you're worried, if you're, if you're worried about that, then it's already happened. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You, you can beg all you want. The LA people don't care. They don't that's care exactly about, worried about that. I don't You've care. I've already lost that game. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a silly thing to be worried about. And that's yeah. disappointing because I would have actually had the Rams, um, I thought that they could have pulled off similar to what the Bucks did last year, but they, the way they finished the season, um, the difference was Tampa Bay was hot at the end of last year, and they won their last four games and rolled in the playoffs. LA's had some uh, some really poor play and at times, and and won some games barely, and then 
um, lost a game last week that I thought they should have won. They should have locked up the second seed by winning that game. I thought that that was a bad loss for them to have. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. But I don't like how they're playing well enough for me to think that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. So and and wait, what was your Super Bowl pick? I'm sorry, I was reading that while I got. Uh, I got said it. I, I'm with Ram on the Packers over the Bills. I, I okay. think that that makes nice the most sense right now. Yep. It would also be really nice if the guy with COVID toe, who's immunized, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Did you see the funny article? They said that Rodgers was going to boycott the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he was he would basically like, "Who the, the fuck Bowl. wrote?" He's like, "Who the fuck wrote this?" And just like, just totally roasted him. It was I, funny. It's one of the. the I, one of the coolest things about Rodgers this year is his fuck you to the media. And that's fair. You, you know, I think, I think part of me, I said something earlier about how I thought it was a little sensitive, how he's like, come on, Rodgers, just go play on the field and, you know, say fuck you after you can go, go on. And, but you know, Hey, fuck it. Why not? You know, you, you might not have the chance again. Just, just, just run it. Just talk your shit. Enjoy it. I think he's um, using it as motivation. I think it's been a big and, thing and, for and him this year. And you know what's going to motivate him more? I don't know if they'll find out soon. I, I do think they're going to get Brady the MVP because of the full season and the more stats that he had. Um, I think Rodgers will use that as a motivation to um, play a really good game against uh, and, and have a good playoffs and, and a good run. I mean, I think this could be LeBron and the Lakers' best chance as well is if they actually got angry, like – I mean, if you get angry nah, about what Russell about, Westbrook about, getting angry, Russell Westbrook getting angry doesn't <laughs> help anything. Trust me, it's not very good. You don't. Want I don't know. That. I feel like LeBron's at least trying to play the villain a little more now. Again, the last I, time getting not, angry worked for work. us. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not the same. I got one more thing to say. City of LA is a shitty sports town, just like the city of Miami. These they're just two cities with a lot of fucking great things to do, um, and a lot of money. So it's, I mean, Dolphins games, like there's always a shit ton of away fans there because if you're going to plan to go see your favorite team while they're on the road, you would want to go to a cool fucking city. So, I mean, it happens and tickets get bought out. Um, I mean, and when it comes to baseball, I mean, the Dodgers probably have a better, like, and the, I would say the Giants, San Fran's different. Completely different. San Fran, great, great city. I think in, in terms of uh, sports town. Yeah, right. they, they don't have as many teams. They don't have. They do very well. San Fran. Yeah, they, they I got think one very well. team every sport. Yeah, it, it's it's a very it's a good sports town. Yeah, L.A. though, no, sorry, not at all. It's it's literally like Miami. Like yeah. maybe, it's Hollywood. maybe they don't the, they don't care about sports. Yeah, maybe with the Lakers, just like Miami has the Heat. Like the Heat fan base is really loyal to that team, and you know it's always. 90% heat fans at, at, at their games, but with football, I could totally see like, you can't control that. I'm sorry. Well, and my, in these, like last, in these bigger last... cities, you've got all those people that moved there from other places and they'll go, they'll go support their team when they come. I was going to say last take, if Brady does pull it off and wins the whole thing, you can't, there's oh no more question. God. I mean, oh no, no one's going to, no, I don't think anyone's, no one's ever going to touch him when it comes to I guess, the goat. I, I guess I, I, I should... just don't see it. If yeah, he does. I, I should. I, I don't think he will. I, I think if he does, those are my two. My my heart is really here in it for Brady and uh, for the Cowboys. You know, just for the state of Texas, I'm going to be a Cowboys fan uh, with Chloe here um, throughout the playoffs. I hope they they go to the Super Bowl. I'd love to see Brady and the Cowboys play. I still think the Cowboys will end up playing the Packers in uh, in the NFC Championship game, and people will probably lose their mind for that. Who's your Super Bowl pick? Oh, I already made it. I already made it, the Packers. Um, you said Packers over Chiefs. 
over Casey. Yeah. Uh, Billy, okay. you got some picks? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm also John on the Raiders. Like you said, the momentum. Um, let's see here. Buffalo at home is a hard one. Uh, I'm going to go Buffalo there. Uh, Tampa. Are we doing spreads? Maybe. Nope. Maybe not. Nope. No spreads. Oh, okay. Tampa. Uh, Dallas. I mean, Steelers have a chance. And then the Cardinals Rams game can be a good one. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I can't believe they fucking put the 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 Chiefs Steelers game to be the Sunday night game. I guess. I mean, come on, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't want the. Bucks I'm glad too. That. Brady's past Brady's bedtime. Fuck. I don't have to stay. Yeah, Ben's you know last game. I can go to bed. I can go to bed. That's another point. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna go to sleep and not even watch it. Like I have to do, do something else. The Steelers suck. Perfect. Yeah, that game's worthless. I mean, there's plenty of football on this week. There's a ton of teams playing. You'll you'll get your fill. Uh, but yeah, I definitely don't want to watch that one. Um, oh, love okay. the NFL by the way. Stealing MLK Day from the NBA. That's hilarious. Side note. Uh, yeah, uh, Billy. Uh, who's your Super Bowl pick? Damn, John said it. I I also was saying it was going to be Packers uh, Bills. Damn, three people on Packers Bills. Cardinals, fade us. I am. I will. So very, I brought very, my Cowboys. Hello, Doris. Very easy. Triple Bs, triple Cs. Bengals, Bills, and Bucks. Cowboys, Chiefs, and Cardinals, and the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's what that's what I picked too, right? The the throwback <laughs> the, the throwback to my fucking to the the awesome uh, Super Bowls of well, no, not really my youth, but when I was toddling around, not knowing shit. Cowboys versus Bills. Ooh, that would be fun. Those were the days. They 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 met twice in the. They, I mean, back to back years in ninety one, ninety two. Blast from the past. Uh, was there another one in ninety four or who's ninety four? Nah, ninety four was the. I think Redskins or Giants. The Bills played four in a row and they lost them all. That's a that's insane. yeah that's yeah wow. The four Sucks. falls of Buffalo is where they they made the documentary. Um. Wow. Well, I guess that's all of our picks. Close. Who's winning, Cowboys or Bills? I bought them Cowboys, baby. Yeah, let's All go, right. Cowboys. Yeah, Texas needs something good to happen for football in this state. Well, I would bet you on 49ers, uh, Cowboys, but if you don't, if you recall, the last time I bet on the 49ers, you took $1,000 away from me, and it was 49ers Colts, and it was that rainy game. So uh, after that game, I told myself I wouldn't bet the 49ers again the rest of the season. So, um, although I do expect the 49ers to win this game, I am going to stay away. Yeah, none of us bet anymore. It's kind of a it's kind of sad for the pod. Um, if anybody wants some action on that Raiders game, though, I would do it. Wait, who are you on? I'm on the Bengals. I think John uh, and Billy both picked the Raiders. We have the same picks, Clo. BBBCCC. Yep. Chris, Christmas tree, the fucking test. Fuck that. God, Adele, Adele got excited there with that BBC. <laughs> hey, what I, was Crow's Super Bowl again? I missed it. Sorry. 
You got Cowboys and Bills. Bills. Cowboys, Bills. Wow, we all have Bills in the AFC. No, Luke has the Chiefs. Oh, my God. We're all going to be wrong. Yeah, at least we recorded it. It's going to be Patriots Bucks. (laughs) <laughs> oh god yeah did you see edelman put edelman put 100k on that to win like i would 500K. fucking love that to happen bro just yeah just edelman, solve- edelman put his ticket in bro if that happens i will have to not watch because if just- mac jones wins the super bowl his rookie season the pats yeah fans i'll be will terrified for the next for the next two the decades bro. again I'm, bro. I'm gonna be terrified and that will be the best man of the arena episode you have to make it tom just fucking add on just add it on to the season i even though I it's already would, done i would literally i i i just go hang out with billy the only thing that can make me feel worse <laughs> it's about right lock it in all right i've got a no fat post <clears throat> i was still in college at the time i came back from school exhausted tired of socializing and i didn't want to cook again i wanted to head to subway and get a sandwich but right before i was about to go i felt this crazy panic attack anxiety i thought i needed to bust a nut real quick to steady myself so i did my thing at the moment, I felt rejuvenated, but as I got closer and closer to the subway, I felt more and more anxious. I started to overthink, wondering how much I hated telling people what I wanted on my sub, LOL. I was overthinking everything. In front of me were two high school kids. One was a tall, blonde, good-looking, and a girl who was making a sandwich was literally eye-banging this dude. I'd only seen this in movies. I thought it was an exaggeration at best. Up to that point, I'd never seen anything so blatant. She was fawning over this dude. That sandwich took forever to make, LOL. I was standing there awkward as fuck. Then his buddy, who was obviously not the good looking one kept looking back at me smirking in this weird see who i'm with kind of vibe normally i don't give a shit but that day i felt like a complete loser i was a college student these high school kids were were on me i was ashamed i started asking questions where did i go wrong i used to be somebody i used to pull mini girls but here i was in the middle of subway feeling sorry for myself that night i busted another and after i felt disgusted with what i saw i started to tear up a bit just miserable you know i didn't get it Why does this shit look so nasty when you're done? But when you're in the action, all you care about is that nut. Anyway, afterwards, I started to look up. Are there people who don't watch porn? I honestly thought it'd be like, nah, bro. It's impossible. Everyone watches porn. But that night, I found no fap. I read post after post. I cried a bit, felt hope a bit. And the very next day, I got into the fucking shower and blasted it to cold. It was a big F you to my addiction. I was seriously so fed up with it, tired of it dragging me down. I made it to 90 days. I actually went nearly 200 days before I fucked up a couple of times, then got back on the wagon again and did another 300 days. I'm seven years in and I probably fucked up only a handful of times. I got married. I graduated, work at home, making bank, bought a car, have a home. I think you said that already. I could never have gotten to to where I am if it wasn't for NoFap. I was a zombie with zero motivation, but with the help of NoFap and all you good folks, I pushed through. I hope you all get out of this dark pit and take it absolutely seriously. Know that it's seriously fucking up your life. The sooner you realize this, the faster you can change your life for the better. I wish you all so much blessings, health, love, and all that. You know, I got to say, some of these posts this, really make me want to consider drawing it. Like, this that's guy pretty says, good life, bro. This guy says, a uh, top comment. Congrats on beating the most powerful boss in life. Respect plus one. Jesus Christ. 
nice. It's like you got yeah, the I, end of I usually, I actually, I actually kind of, I agree with you, Ramon. I think we're probably selling this pretty well for people. Um, I, uh, I mean, that although, guy has a house. So, when I read the <laughs> when I read the comments, that's usually where I fall apart again, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, this shit's fake." I wonder, like, man, there's got to be some people who truly. Believe, I'm sure there are. There's people out there like that, but man, I can't imagine that. No fat for seven years. I I just don't think it's healthy at that point. Like, I think it's okay to do it sometimes. These guys that are addicted to it and doing it like a bunch of times to relieve anxiety, that's a coping mechanism, my friend. Porn addiction can be a coping mechanism, numbs you out a little bit. You know, it's a dopamine addiction. That's real. But I, you know, I'll we'll break. I think there's I think I saw a a blog out there that was saying that nofap isn't healthy and it was kind of fighting against it. It was saying masturbation is healthy. So uh, we'll 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 check into that and bring bring it for the listeners. Can we can we maybe have a should we should we post on the nofap thread in Reddit? And let them know that we talk about their thread every single well, episode. Well, Billy, Billy's our Reddit social. So, yeah, Billy, take care of that. Yeah, Billy, could you submit that post and then ask them, like, to submit to our mailbag with maybe some nofap suggestions? B- Billy? All right. That's our cue. Wow. Night, folks. Wow. Everyone's dead. All right. Good week. Wow. Oh, God, this podcast isn't going to make it.